Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15 tonight, our Dating Dilemmas panel will be joined by Christina Mucciardi along with a Bachelor of the Month, and we'll talk about summer flings and romances. It's usually this time of year is when we start to have some budding romances, but we're going to see it maybe a little bit differently, and I'm curious to know from single people uh, as well, uh, are they planning to uh, follow guidelines during dating or to say that the hell with it, I've had enough, I uh, I want to get back in there and uh, get in the game, so to speak. So that's after 10.15. But first... Let's take a look at the inbox. Make a connection anytime at 514-800. Time to answer your questions, which you can also please feel free to send to me by email to laurie at drlaurie.com. Or if you like to call me, you can do that too, 514-790-0800. Uh, this question, hi, Lori, I'm a 28-year-old male, ha- have had sex just once in my life, and that was over a decade ago. I'm going bonkers and don't want to result to paying for it. I've lost all my confidence and simply no longer know what to do. I'm very different from other guys. I'm an old-fashioned guy. And that just doesn't turn on many girls my age, any advice. So I'm throwing it out there too, if people have uh, some thoughts or something that they would want to share with this uh, with this gentleman. One of the things I would want to do is actually work on uh, the self-esteem. So usually either seeing a therapist, uh, working on, on on those kinds of issues and finding out like, What's going on with you? What is blocking you? Uh, what is causing this low confidence? Because it's, you know, you, you're you thinking it's the low confidence is due to not dating, but it could be that you had low confidence and therefore you avoid dating. So we, we have to understand the avoiding uh, behavior as well. The other option too is to work with um, a dating coach who can help you uh, navigate and and understand, um, I guess, the landscape of dating today and and try to establish with you what is it you're looking for. Maybe help you go online and help you develop um, a profile uh, so that uh, you know you can attract the the kinds of women that you um, that you want and that you're looking for. So one of the things first, of course, is to look at what a what do I what do I have to offer and b what am I looking for. So those are the two things you need to uh, to focus on. But to get to the confidence issue, I would recommend that you see a therapist. I think it would be helpful. Uh, here's one from quite a young uh, listener. I'm a 13-year-old male, and I notice when I have an erection, I have like a kind of tan at the bottom of my penis, and I was wondering what that is. So any slight discoloration or what have you are perfectly normal. It's like it's skin. And skin in different parts of the body can be discolored. A penis can have multiple shades in it. It's, uh, uh, they're not all uniform and what have you. No, absolutely nothing 
for you to be concerned about. It's not really a tan. It's not like you've been exposing it. I mean, unless you have, but um, because that can tan too, I suppose, just like any other parts of your skin, just protect yourself uh, with sunscreen. But uh, generally, this is nothing that you need to be uh, worried about or uh, concerned about. I'm 22 and have slept with four people. I had a serious relationship for five years. I have never seen a gyno, but the last person I saw got tested and was clean, but I still have discharge and sometimes bad odor. Is it possible to have an STI, but not my partner? I'm a female. So yes, that's, it's definitely possible. Um, you use the word in here that I want to, I just want to point out. You say, I, he got tested and was clean. The opposite of clean is dirty. And I think it's important that we, we watch our language sometimes. So you can be STI free, uh, or you can have an STI, right? It's not about being clean or, or dirty. You can have an STI that doesn't have any symptoms. Um, HPV, for example, you can be completely symptom free. It can lay dormant for decades and, uh, and, and could show up. And so, and this kind of thing can show this is why you need pap tests. So as a female, um, sexually active female, every couple of years, you need to do a pap test to make sure, which is they take a little swab, a little piece of the, like a little sample, let's say of your cervix. Um, so to check for abnormally growing cells, which could in the future lead to possible cervical cancer. So that is the best screening test we have now, as far as I know. So it is important to, to do that. As far as the, sometimes the bad odor and the discharge, you could also have some kind of bacterial vaginosis. That's a regular occurring thing that you want to talk to your gynecologist about, because there are things that you can do for that. Uh, and to, um, to make sure that you treat it. So I think all this to say, it is time to go see a gynecologist and let them do the, the, the bacterial testing. Like, let's see if you have a, a BV or, uh, and also to get your, uh, your pap test done. So these are important things to do when it comes to our health. Gee, another one from a young person. It's nice to know that we have, uh, young listeners, although <laughs> I say that, but you know that we have a, a disclaimer at the beginning of the show, which is adult content, right? So for adult audiences, but I also know that uh, young people with lots of questions around sexuality may tune in here to get some of those questions answered. So I don't want to discourage it, but at the same time, understand that a lot of our conversations on this show are not appropriate for a young audience simply because it's not many of the topics uh, don't really relate to somebody all that young. But I'm happy to answer your questions nonetheless, as long as you understand that. I'm a 16-year-old boy. I want to get rid of my hair on my penis. Is there a way that you can tell me how to do it without hurting myself? So we've had, these are the conversations we've had, and I think last week we had this uh, about manscaping. So you might want to look up what manscaping is. Um, it's, 
my guess is you have more hair, not necessarily on your penis, but around your penis in the pubic area. So the best thing to do without hurting yourself is to take a little pair of scissors and to trim the hair. So just give yourself uh, a little haircut. That's uh, that's about it. Using a razor down there might be a little bit tricky. And yes, there's always the risk of nicking uh, the skin. Remember that your testicle skin is also, you know, rather sensitive and, and you don't really want to have any, any cuts there. So trimming is, is good enough, I think, anyhow. Uh, and I think most uh, partners would probably say the same thing. Every, every time we've done this topic, people respond with, as long as it's trimmed, you know, as long as it looks neat and not out of control, that's the reaction we tend to get. Uh, should you get a regular pap test even when you're not sexually active or are, or are no longer menstruating? So I, there is, uh, as long as you have a cervix, you should probably uh, keep getting uh, checked, pap test checked. But the, the time between pap tests may be longer if you've never had an abnormal one. Remember that the um, human papillomavirus can actually lay dormant for decades and pop up at some point. So it's still important. I think that the standard now is every two years, and I'm not sure up until what age, but even post-menopause, you, uh, women still need to, to be checked, etc. So it, you, you can develop this later on. So it is still important to have those uh, regular pap tests done. Uh, coming up on the program, we have our Dating Dilemmas panel, and we'll talk about dating in the time of COVID right now because we're uh, relaxing some of the guidelines, but does that mean that dating new people is a safe practice? And how many dates can you go on? Or how many people, different people, can you date? And is this a time to maybe start being exclusive faster. So we'll, we'll discuss all those issues and would love to get some of your thoughts at 514-800 right after this. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito time of the month, no, not that time of the month, but this time of the month, uh, where we focus on dating and singlehood. So we try and give basically every community a voice, right? Whether it's the single community, the older community, the younger community, the LGBTQ community, this is, and then we can all come together because after all, we all belong to one big, large community. So when I think of summer, we all, every summer, we always talk about summer lust, summer romance, uh, summer flings, things like that. And now I'm thinking, wow, it might look really different this summer. So let me introduce to you our panelists tonight, and we'll have a, a discussion of this. But I want you guys to text in as well if you're single, struggling, confused as to how much you can do, what you plan to do, how many of the, how much of the guidelines do you plan to observe? All these things we want to hear from you. Five one four eight hundred. So joining me as she does every month is Christina Mucciardi of CookAndDate.com. Hi, Christina. Hi. How are you? 
Very good. How are you? Good, good. Still doing the online and telephone thing, I see. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't wait for the day when we can all be together in studio again, but alas, not to happen just yet. And we have a Bachelor of the Month. So every uh, every month we have a Bachelor or Bachelorette. This month we have a little bit of an older Bachelor, which actually fits in because last night or this uh, earlier in the week we had our, our Baby Boomer panel, and Nick is such a Baby Boomer, so he is 60. <laughs> years old. Nick, so good to have you on the show. Good to be here. Thank you. All right. Tell us a little bit about you before we get into our topics and such. Okay. Well, uh, like you said, I'm 61 years old. I've got uh, three grandkids, two uh, two daughters. Uh, and yeah, I've been uh, recently, uh, you know, left my relationship of uh, seven years. Okay. And uh, now, you know, just uh, trying to look for something but very hard very hard right so you've been single through covid i guess yes. the last yes. the last three months and what have you what have you been doing have you uh have you used technology to to meet people have you developed any kinds of relationships online with anybody like how have you managed this well uh used a, a lot of the technologies that are out there um so there's a lot of uh conversations that go on but you know everybody's afraid to meet because of the the virus right and so it you know it, it makes it difficult because you get to know somebody but you know at the end of the day we still need that chemistry we need that click and what's happened in a, if i can go you know according to what i've lived uh, yes. then you meet, you meet the individual and it's not there. The, the chemistry is not there. The click's not there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you say, well, you know what? I've shared so much with this person, uh, but somebody that I don't know and I'll never want to be with. or So it, 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 you start to put up a guard at how much you share over the phone until you can actually meet, meet, that, meet that individual. Right. Yeah. So what you're really saying is you're not developing a level of intimacy that you would once you once you met them. It's like why should I l- let my let all these vulnerabilities out when I don't know if this is going anywhere kind of thing. Well, exactly. Right. I, I've done that, and that's when I realized as well. What you know, mm-hmm. I don't know this person, so what am I telling them all about my life when there's nothing n- nothing more than tonight that we meet. You know, we I've, I've met a few, and it's you know the the social distancing. Oh and, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, you, you're going for a walk, but you're not. You're not close. You're not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it's uh, a high with uh, with your hand and versus the traditional when you meet somebody, you shake hands. And so all that, it's, it, it, it's very different. It's very strange. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's, it must be so weird to... It is. Uh-huh. It is. And then, you, you you know, you don't know if there's any kind of connection. And even if there is, you say, okay, well, how do we go from here to the next thing? <laughs> <laughs> when do we get to kiss is more like it right <laughs> or, or even just hold hands so everybody's scared and everybody's being you know protective and so mm-hmm. it, it, it is a challenge it, it is uh, very much a challenge right this is our uh, bachelor of the month 61 year old nick speaking uh, and uh, it's our dating dilemmas panel tonight christina mucciardi is also with us at at cook and date are are your dates like focused on conversations around covid like are you able to gauge from people how they're um you know how seriously they're taking it 
Well, it, it does start around that. But w- what's also difficult, I think, because people don't want to meet or are afraid to meet, it's even hard to just talk to somebody. You know, uh, like most of the technologies, you either send a smile, a like, or a, a, a text, an mm-hmm. email, whatever. And responses are very few and far between. So, and when you do talk to somebody at the end, they, you know, basically the first reason that comes up is, well, I don't want to get into these big conversations or lengthy conversations when I don't even know when I'm going to meet that, that right. individual. Hmm. So it's, it's hesitation at every level. Yeah, it's a weird time, very weird time for dating. And I've been speaking to some younger uh, people, like some millennials who, I don't know, I don't see them practicing uh, social distancing or anything. They are, many of them anyway, uh, are going out on dates and are connecting physically and makes me a bit nervous, this whole thing. Well maybe because they're not at the risk age and we are. Yeah, maybe. That could be. You, you're right. Maybe they look at themselves and say, well, we, you know, so what? So I get it. I'm, I'm not a, an at-risk group. But they're not thinking about the other people they come into contact with, of course, right? So it's trying no. to convince young people that they're not invincible. <laughs> right. You know? Right. And I guess that, that may be different dating in your 60s versus dating in your 20s, right? I, I would tend to believe so, yes. It, it's a different mindset. We, you know, I think we take the virus at a more serious level. I'm not saying that they don't, but, you know, chances are of them getting out of it is a lot higher than maybe us. Right? Right. That, at least that's what we're led to believe right now. Right, quite true. One texter wrote in, no one can date because of COVID-19. Now the field is balanced. Well, you can date, you just have to date differently, right? It's a question of... It, it's almost, almost like it was maybe in our parents' generation or even before that, in those simpler times when there was no physical contact early, early on, and it was really about, you know, so, some people even with a with a chaperone or uh, what right. have you, where, where that went on for a long time, that kind of dating before there was physical contact. So. We're kind of, sometimes I feel like we've been thrown back multiple generations in yeah, a way. Yeah, it, sound, it sounds like it. <laughs> it does, and it, it does feel like it, you know. Like right. I said, I've, I've, been, I've been on a couple of dates. I've been lucky enough. One, one uh, woman that I met, we went on two dates. And, you know, we decided at the second date to basically uh, go buy a, a pizza, uh, bring a bottle of wine, go in the park, mm-hmm. have a, sit, sit at a table and have our distance and, Enjoy the pizza and, and the bottle of wine. That's so, great. I like that. I like that. Again, far and few between. Right. Um, nobody, nobody wants to make the move. Everybody's on online. You know, I, I'll get smiles or likes and whatever, and I reach out, and then there's nothing coming back. And and I, you know, I think it's because of. Okay, so what do we do on the next step? And everybody's hesitant. And uh, I, I think that it delays a, a relationship to develop. Right. Well, it means developing a relationship on another level. That's the the dif- yeah. you know the difference in many ways. So I've got a couple of texts to share for dating dilemmas. Uh, all you single folk, 
Uh, do send in uh, your own stories, your own thoughts about dating right now. Are you putting it all on hold? Um, are you using the apps even as a distraction? I've heard people talk about using the dating apps just simply to be, you know, because of the loneliness and, and just to make life a little bit more exciting and, and more hopeful and things like that, but not necessarily going out and meeting. So I want to know what uh, what your plans are. Uh, I'm 61 as well. For me, I assume the female is as responsible and as concerned as me, but the touch of a hand and a kiss on the cheek are essential in a beginning. The term social distancing is just another politically correct term. The real term is unsocial distancing. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a good point. You're not, uh, it's really hard to be that social. Uh, Hi, Lori. I would like to connect him, Bachelor Nick, with my friend. So, uh, yes, our Bachelor of the Month will be able to be found through Cook and Date, right? So Exactly. They can email me or anything and we could uh, do the... You'll do the match. So cookanddate.com and you will, Christina will be in touch with you. You can email her through cookanddate.com and she will, uh, she'll do, she acts as the matchmaker, not me. So (laughs) my hands are out of this. Like do not come back and blame me for anything. Blame her. (laughs) But I I know, I trust that. So, (laughs) oh man. Um, Nick, what do you do for? Do you still work? Uh, what are yeah. you doing now? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm I'm in the IT field, so okay. I uh, I'm in the on the management side. I have uh, you know I, I guess about 40 people reporting to me. So I've been home since uh, this restriction started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually working more now from home than uh, when I used to go to the office. Right. I, I, uh, I'm hearing that from a lot of people, that their workload is more, <laughs> not yeah, less. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot more, it's not less. Uh, you know, the the days are okay. The evenings and weekends are long because I move from, uh, you know, uh, from my living room to my uh, <laughs> office to my... It's the same room day after day, you know, and sometimes I may find myself talking to myself and I start hearing answers, but... <laughs> You know, it's it's part of it, but you know, we're we're, luckily enough. We uh, I I work with a bunch of great colleagues that uh, you know we hook up at six o'clock in the morning through uh, Teams and we stay connected connected that way. And that's cool. I spend spend most of my days on uh, you know that kind of media. And what what are your uh, extracurricular interests? Like what are other things you like to do? Cause here I'm trying to sell you now. So what, <laughs> what are you, what do you like to do in your spare time? Well, I try to work out just to keep sane and stay fit. Uh, I go for a lot of walks. Uh, oh, I, play, I play golf, uh, at least once, twice a week. Great. And, uh, you know, uh, hiking, walking, uh, but all, all the things I like to do are shut down. I like to go to restaurants. I like to walk in old Montreal Hmm. Uh, uh, people watch, um, but I'm open to anything new as well, right? It, it, right. About, so you're uh, quite open. You're you're flexible and open to new experiences. Wonderful absolutely. to hear. Uh, this this is our dating dilemmas panel tonight. We have our bachelor of the month, Nick, who's 61 years old. Anyone interested in meeting Nick or at least being connected with him should go through Christina at cookanddate.com. So just go to the website cook 
www.dateanddate.com. And uh, coming up, we'll talk about some niche dating sites as well. I've got some questions about that. We'll take some of your texts as well. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Dating Dilemmas tonight, uh, joining me, Christina Mucciardi of cookanddate.com, along with our Bachelor of the Month, 61-year-old Nick. And uh, I'm getting a question here. Uh, My friend is a widow and doesn't know where to start dating. What site should she go on? So I'm assuming she's probably over 50. And I want to ask you, Nick, which sites have you been, at 61, been most successful with or you find the easiest to navigate? Uh, I would say match. Okay. Com. Um, uh, Bumble was pretty easy as well. You you've uh, been successful with that one. Well, I've had a couple of dates off. Uh, I had a couple of dates off of Match and Bumble. Those those are two. I mean, I've been on others, but not. Uh, I I've been on Elite and really didn't get anything there. Okay. Um, POF. Well. Plenty of fish, yeah. Yeah. Not great. Okay. I, 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 I have not been lucky there. Okay. The two where I did get dates would be on uh, Match and uh, Bumble. So there's another one, too, that I wanted to mention in terms of, uh, especially when it comes to niche dating sites. Uh, there's a new one. I don't know how new it is, but it's uh, it's called lisa50.com, and it has an app, and it actually um, it climbed to the top of the Apple stores, uh, the app listing for over 50 uh, dating apps. So um, that's a good one for mature or senior uh, dating if anybody is interested that's lisa50.com so uh, that's a good one as well so um, Christina what would you um, recommend like for someone who is who has who hasn't dated in a very long time right like they may have been recently widowed and are quite nervous about maybe after 20 years 30 years 50 years of, of being married now having to uh, get back out there again, what are some of your recommendations? First, I try to always say, like, have a girls' night out, try to get some friends, family members, start getting out there a little bit, you know, before. Maybe sometimes dating apps and sites and, you know, might be a little bit scary because mm-hmm. they haven't dated in so long, right? You know, it's a new world, right? Not that it's, it's not a good world. It's it's good. I just think you, have, you can get dates at, on your, at your fingertips, right? But it's mm-hmm. just new for someone that hasn't dated in, like you said, 20, 30, 40 years. So definitely right. start going out there. You know, friends, just getting back, seeing what's out there, you know? And then once you feel comfortable, like, going out, meeting new people, having conversations, then I guess it'll be a little bit easier because I do find that a lot of people that haven't dated in a while, they're easily manipulated, they're easily... Uh, taken advantage of, and I'm not saying like in a, in a way of fraud or anything, but just you know, like they they might feel that they're dating someone when they're really not, you know. Or um, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of like stories where I think they just were taken advantage of. Right. They just maybe didn't see the signs that this person wasn't really just seeing them. You know, right. like well, you know, listen, there, there's why is it that uh, seniors, for example, are targeted for fraudsters? Right. Mm-hmm. They are more vulnerable, and if you haven't dated in a long time. Well, we know there are plenty of catfishers out there, right? Where, where people who are 
who are there to take advantage. I've heard Uh plenty of stories, unfortunately. So talk to other people who are single. Talk to uh, friends who are dating, even if they're younger than you, just to... Uh, to help you navigate also so you exactly. don't fall prey. Uh, and especially if somebody asks for money, that's oh. your sign. That's your sign that you are being uh, manipulated and used and never, ever, ever send anyone exactly. <laughs> money. Exactly. Uh, and certainly, especially if you've never met them in person. So that's uh, definitely yeah, that's big, something that's like a big that. Red flag for sure. Yeah. Uh, Nick, have you ever been in a situation where you have found yourself talking to someone who absolutely was lied or fake or or, or tried to manipulate you? No. Good. No. Okay. I, I you know I, I think I'm I got a good sense of weeding those type of people out. Okay. But but no, I have not. Luckily. Yes. Luckily, luckily. All right, uh, this texture writes in, I've been single since before COVID. I have to go see a hooker. I need to come, plain and simple. I need hot sex, and I'm pretty sure it will be full service, tongue kissing, full kit, zero social distance. And trust me, it's not hard to find a hooker at all. Uh, Well, listen, it's it's your risk, right? I'm not going to judge you for doing what you feel you need to do, but uh, you should also know that kissing, especially kissing, puts you at much higher risk if the other person, even if the other person is asymptomatic. Um, sex itself, like intercourse, is less risky than kissing at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Maybe go like all the way. <laughs> Don't kiss. Find a night, right. Get, you find, be serviced in some other way, yeah. but uh, not, not the whole thing. And listen, you need to, you know, you need to come plain and simple. Well, that, that, that masturbation is there for, for that. You know, you're not going to die if you, uh, don't get full service like hello um i think that i i don't get that like i i understand there's needs and i understand all of that but you know at what at what cost at what at what price are you willing to pay to me that's 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 the the conversation we should be having. So maybe you can help this person out here. Hi, Lori. I just started an exciting work project with an amazing guy. Now I've noticed that he seems to be dabbling in some drugs more potent than pot. I asked my friend who handles the distress line and she recommended that I say, I guess to him, that I had a friend that had overdosed and died, a made up story. Personally, I felt that's too extreme. What do you suggest? So first I want to say to this, what is your purpose in saying that? Mm-hmm. Like if you already notice that this guy is on drugs and heavy drugs and this is, or heavier drugs, and this is not something that you are comfortable with, that's your red flag right there. Why, why say anything? What purpose will it serve to say uh, I have a friend who OD'd. Like he's exactly. gonna say, okay, so you know, it's like, yeah, no, 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 I agree. And and I don't know, like in in this question to you, did she say it was just she that she works with this gentleman or yes, he it, that well, she calls him an amazing 
guy, but okay. there's this thing, right? So yes, okay. he there's always like this person's amazing, but, but well, but yeah. the but is is often the the deal breaker. Oh, for sure, for right? sure. The but the but shouldn't come so soon, and it's no red flag, red flag. Right, it's a red <laughs> flag, and so excusing somebody's behavior because outside of that they're great, but if you are not a believer in drug use or whatever, you don't partake or you don't or this is not something you want to get involved in, then have some clear boundaries and don't even, so fine, he's amazing, but don't get involved. Don't, you can do, you can choose not to fall in love. <laughs> Absolutely. It's easier now than later on when you're really involved. Exactly. And don't think he's going to change for you. That's the yeah. other thing I want to make sure to point mm-hmm. out. Uh, Nick, you're 61 years of wisdom and experience. What would you tell this person? Exactly what you guys said. I mean, he's not going to change. If he doesn't want to change for himself, he will not change for somebody else. And if there's a but, then walk away. I've stayed in a relationship too long with a but, and now I find myself here. So, Mm. you know what? Life's too short. Be happy. Yeah, and and listen, pay it. Please pay attention to those red flags. I think part of what gets us into trouble and uh, in relationships for for longer than they should is that we ignore these red flags or we have this idea that people will change for us and people don't change for you they only change because they believe it so um beware Uh, This person writes, today, particularly, dating sites are a waste of time. Many on there just to pass the time. Don't waste too much time messaging back and forth. A meet or move on. So, I don't know. In these times, though, everybody's been saying we should spend more time online chatting, more time, like, maybe now go beyond the the chatting in terms of messaging is go to FaceTime or, or do some visual connection first. Is that something you've been doing is a visual connection? No, I have, I have not done any of that. I, I, I want to meet the, the person live. Okay. Uh, visual, visual connection for me doesn't work. Uh, okay. you know, I, so I have not done that. I try to to move it along as quickly as possible, you know, a couple of calls, and then let's somehow meet in a Tim Hortons. You stay in your car, I'll stay in mine. We'll oh yeah, coffee. that's good. You know, I'll share I'll share a coffee through, through the window, uh, but you know what? Uh, I I don't uh, I want to meet the person because I think you get a feel uh, whether it's the right or not the right or somebody you want to see again or not see again. Mm-hmm. Uh, using FaceTime or those technologies, I think it's it, it's it's never real until you're you're in front. And like I said, one of the one of the flags for me is how much information do I want to share with a potential person that when I finally meet, uh, she may not like me or I may not like her or there's absolutely no right. uh, chemistry, no connection. So meeting them in person, even without the physical touching, you can still figure out if if something works and is worth waiting for too. Because then once you meet, you can then have FaceTime and, yeah. and then develop that way. So still a good idea to meet relatively soon. You With social distancing, of course, let's just keep that 
Uh, right there. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, this is our Dating Dilemmas panel tonight. We have uh, Nick, who's 61 years old, and uh, our Bachelor of the Month, along with Christina Mucciardi of cookanddate.com. If you have uh, any questions, and or, or we could talk about what, what the expectations are right now since things are opening up what can we do what can't we do we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about that coming up after this passion with dr Lori batito on cjad 800 Dating Dilemmas tonight, uh, Christina Mucciardi of Cook and Date, and Nick, our Bachelor of the Month, who's 61 years old. If you want to connect with Nick, you have to go through Christina, so just uh, contact her through cookanddate.com. So I have a text here, and this is for you, Nick. I have a question for your male guest. Why does he consider sharing personal details a waste of time unless physical chemistry exists? Doesn't he first and foremost honor the building and establishment of a good, reliable friendship, which necessarily requires to exchange intimate details while interacting in order to get to know one another and build trust, which in itself may possibly give rise to physical chemistry, considering a trusting friendship is what fundamentally establishes a solid foundation upon which any romantic relationship ultimately rests? Wow, that's a big question. I so, know. <laughs> the, only, the only way I can answer that is saying, you know what, we, we all have our criteria. We all have our checklist, if that's the right word mm-hmm, to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some people maybe need a, a different type of connection. Other may need a physical connection. Uh, I know for myself, uh, yeah, physical is very important to me. I, uh, and, uh, and and definitely I, I need also the uh, mental connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I start with the mental? Absolutely. Do I want to get into my, you know, everybody at this age, I believe everybody has had their challenges in life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's certain things that I may not want to share with an individual where I may not have anything in common or I may not be attracted to them. So right. why, why would I want to do that? Yet, on the other hand, if I share enough and we're both interested and then we meet and there is that chemistry, that connection, then yes, everything's got to come out, right? You, you, you right, then you start through. sharing more. That's exactly. But that's, that's my criteria. That's my way. Uh, somebody else may see it differently that, you know, the physical is not important to them. And that's, that's fine. I, I respect that, but it's not my yeah. way. Okay. I, I, I don't know how else to answer No, it. no, that's perfectly answered. Uh, text writes in, a real opener for me tonight. I certainly would not want to meet a girl who has been on all those apps. I would avoid, like the plague, a player. Except that you're making a, this person's making an assumption that being on a nap means you're a player. Today's world is, that is what it is. It, everybody just about everybody who's single has at least tried the dating apps or has been on them there. And there are so many uh, different ones that uh, you could, uh, you know, and there's even niche dating sites and niche apps out there. But I don't, I would not call somebody a player who's on different dating apps. I just think no. it's somebody who is serious or wants to get a, a relationship. 
Uh, Dr. Lori, from my perspective, a player is a player, whether they're on an app or just in a restaurant. (laughs) All right. That's (laughs) that's true, too. You should be able to pick that out, yeah. A player is a player, no matter what, 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 what media they're using or where where they're sitting or what bar they're in or what what play they're going to watch that person is a player they will be a player in in any circumstance right so a couple of other texts um cook and date is for professionals question mark there you go another door closes on me no we do i don't think we ever said cook and date is for professionals cook and date is for all kinds of people is it not uh, yes yeah, for everybody i mean professionals i mean yeah, we don't. Not not that we we discourage people without a job or something to come. No, but I mean, when we do have the events, it is at a certain price point. So right, you know, it's it's um it's a it's a beautiful event with a private chef, a full you know you cook together. It's it's a lot of fun. It's it's a full night. You know, it's a it's a nice event. So, right. but it's not only for professionals. I mean, right, we have everybody that comes. Exactly. Someone wants to know, are there any free dating apps online? Well, it just so happens that all the dating apps are pretty much free. Mm -hmm. So Tinder and Bumble and Plenty of Fish and is Match.com also free? I think certain levels are free, right? That's right. Certain levels are free, but if you want to have access to different other areas, you know, Mm -hmm. then it it costs. There's, there's There's a subscription. But Plenty of Fish is free. I know that one. Yes. Uh, so there are plenty. I, I would say that more are free than not free. Uh, and then also just to talk, I want to just bring this out for our, some of our, our single listeners. There are niche dating sites, and I had talked about these ones before, but there's an actual site for uh, men with small penises. It's called dinkyone.com. <laughs> and then there's large penis dating called bigone.dating. Uh, so just want to put that out there. These launched, uh, these launched in 2020, actually, there's even a transgender person dating called butterfly dot dating. Um, there's a fetish and kink dating called sin dot dating. So if anybody, uh, has a fetish or, or some particular fetish and they want to meet somebody in that world, then they can do that. Sin dot dating. There's a, uh, there's another one called saucy dates.com, which is a casual and, and hookup dating. Basically there's even one called, um, cybersex.dating, which is people who are just interested in erotic chat and cybersexing and not interested in actually uh, meeting uh, meeting each other in real life. So there are so, so, so many of these now. There's even an STD one, like if you have a, if you have a particular uh, sexually transmitted infection like herpes that's always there, there's dating sites for people with herpes. I mean, so there's quite a bit, quite a bit. 514-800 if uh, you want to uh, uh, contribute at all. So part of this whole uh, dating right now, dating um, someone new, it's still a dangerous terrain, if if I can say that, right? I mean, you're doing it right. You're going outdoors. If, If it was in the middle of January, you probably couldn't do that. Um, so at least now you can sit at a picnic table on, on either ends and, and, and have some kind of, uh, social, uh, contact, not physical contact, but some, some social, uh, contact. So, but 
I just want to put it out there. It's still physical closeness, intimate contact is still uh, a risky thing to do. And people have to um, uh, really think about that uh, ahead of time and establish their own risk. Uh, they have to assess their own risk levels, what they're prepared to um, to live with. But also remember that you, you have to think of others. And, and this is where people, I think, are having a hard time with the whole mask issue, for example. You know, we wear masks to protect others and people are refu- don't want to wear masks. So... Eh, I'm just finding that, and that's the disturbing thing for me, is that are people really that lack that much compassion or are they just not thinking or thinking it only protects them? It's okay. If you don't care about yourself, that's fine. But how about caring for others? So I think there's uh, there's that piece as well. Uh, let's see, a couple more texts here. Do not forget Adult Friend Finder. Yeah, Adult uh, Friend Finder, I guess is another one, uh, a free one. Uh, I met my boyfriend at age 52 on POF, so Plenty of Fish. We talked for a month before meeting on our first date. We've been happy together 10 years now. I actually know a lot of people who met on Plenty of Fish, so... There's a lot of um, success stories, just like there are also some, some horror stories, I guess. <laughs> um, and I don't know, Nick, have you had any any really bad experiences? I have to say no. Okay. Not, you know, not really. Okay. Um, somebody wants to know, what is your ethnic background? Uh, Italian. Italian? Full yeah. on, both sides? <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been divorced? Oh, divorce has been a long time. Okay. Uh, like 20, uh, 2006. Okay. So that's been a while. And then you got into other serious relationships since the divorce. Yeah, I was in one other serious relationship for about, like I said, seven years. Okay. And uh, that ended uh, early this year in January. All right. So Nick is back uh Back on the market. I hate saying that word, but but back back, <laughs> but avail- back available. <laughs> it's the reality, yeah. <laughs> well, if anyone is interested uh, to meet Nick or get more information about Nick or see a picture of Nick, I guess you could uh, contact Christina, right? Christina, I'll be you'll, happy. Yes, you'll arrange contact it. Contact me and I'll arrange it for sure. All right, so just go to the website, Cook and Date. Dot com. When do you think you're going to get back uh, in the swing of things and hold events? Well, I hope soon. You know what? I, I'm just waiting for the the social distancing to, let's say, like you know, ease up a little bit. And I and I might even do a summer barbecue or something, as long as I can do something maybe outdoors where I yeah. have a large space. And I have a space. I have one of my venues that has a nice uh, terrace with a barbecue on it. So okay. maybe do something like a Sanka set or something like maybe not as long, right? Because since there's no there's there's we can't we can't really be cooking together. It would have to be something a little quicker rather than a, a usual typical three hour event. But you know, if we do maybe a two hour event, a few uh, a few canapes that the chef will prepare. But you know, just have like sort of a, a round circle. And everybody could have, almost like a uh, I don't know a circle of friends or something. I can totally right. Well, you can you can still talk to people if you're exactly. six feet away from them. And and absolutely. You, so you I mean you're allowed now. I think fifty people a mm-hmm. gathering of fifty. So you yeah. should be able to. Get to it, girl. 
Yes, yes, for sure. All right. So if people uh, are uh, interested, they can go to cookanddate.com. What do people just have to sign up and then you let them know when the age category kind of fits? Exactly, exactly. So the next, let's say if I do do two events, I'll probably try to do one, let's say, for a younger age group and one, I'll just split it in two, right, for the first one. So we can have a little bit of a larger group. And the terrace that that I, I hold events at is fairly large, so I could probably do events of 20, 25 people easily there and we could still have social distancing. Okay. Great. That's what I plan to do, hopefully, within the next month. Let's Yay. Just, uh, All right. Yeah. Well, keep us posted so we Definitely. can at least uh, announce it. Uh, okay. Thank you very much, uh, Christina. Thank you, Nick, for uh, sharing your time with us and your life and your dating experiences. Really appreciate it. Good luck to you. Thank you very much. My pleasure. All right. You take care now. Uh, Thank you all for your texts and for listening, of course. Thanks to our technical producer, Chris Aiken. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion.